is this a good time to build in this industry and to create new solutions and to get into the technology, especially if it's a traditional company that is maybe stuck in web two or web one? Um, that's a great question. I think I I might talk too much on this question. No, but... go for it. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Blockash Podcast. Before we jump into the episode with Block Logica, I want to share a quick message from our sponsor, Pika Crypto. Pika is revolutionizing the intersection of NFTs and gaming through their Pika trading card game, Elders of Kai. The TCG will be both physical digital and web3 integrated allowing gamers to play and compete in various different formats whether you're a newbie or a pro gamer there is a spot for you in pika you can learn more about pika and elders of kai on their website and social media pages and feel free to join the pika community on telegram to keep up with the latest developments all right guys enjoy the episode with block logica What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Blockhash podcast, episode 333. Today, with the co founder of Block Logica, Esau, um, to talk about what they're doing in terms of helping companies in both Web3 and Web2 really get into uh, the Web3 space and find, I think, their footing. So, I'm very happy to have Esau here today to talk more in depth about Block Logica and everything they do. And what they offer us all. Thank you for being here. It's a pleasure to have you on. How you doing? Hi, Brandon. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure for me, and I'm good. Thank you. I uh, hope that you are doing good, and uh, I would love to tell you more about Black Logica in this episode. And I hope that I cover, um, you know, the services we have and useful content for people who are listening to this. Absolutely, it's going to be a fun episode, and excited to learn more. Um, before we do, tell us more about yourself. I, I want to know a bit about your background, you know, what, what your story is like. How did you uh, end up in this wonderful, crazy world of crypto and Web3 and blockchain? Yeah, sure. Actually, I come from a computer engineering background, but I entered crypto space in, in 2017, uh, basically the previous bull run. And, uh, you know, it was a really big hype and I entered crypto space as a researcher because I had the engineering background. So I really wanted to know how the technology works in this area of new uh, startups, I can say. So I entered as a researcher. I um, actually first I started uh, with uh, doing analysis on different projects, writing articles, uh, doing different analysis on the technologies that they're using. And um, later, I helped some accelerators developing um, different products in R&D departments. And um, I was kind of trying to understand the trends of the market and understand what is going on in, in the crypto market and translate it to a development language. And um, I helped those accelerators for developing different crypto gateways, layer ones, layer twos, uh, crypto wallets, and these kind of products. And uh, because I was involved mostly with, crypt uh, with Web3 products and crypto projects, um, I could do this analysis on different projects. So uh, I joined some hedge funds as a fundamental analyst and also on-chain data analyst, 
trying to help them with different investments and um, consult them with, um, you know, uh, with their investments in the Web3 space. And um, I kind of wore many different hats in the Web3 space from marketing and business development, but mostly um, I was focused in analysis. That was why also I worked with some market making companies for business development. I had my own um, NFT utility marketplace that I um, developed that product. So in all of these years, I was involved in many different startups. And as I'm also based in Dubai and UAE, and you know, there are lots of uh, early stage Web3 projects in UAE and this region in general, uh, I was dealing with many different startups, trying to help them to grow. And I also made a network uh, in the global Web3 community. And um, that was how, after all this way, uh, me and uh, other co-founders of Blocklogica, uh, we came to the conclusion that, okay, we know lots of startups in this space. And uh, we also know the community, the OGs and the people from uh, well-known names in the Web3 space. And we know who are doing great in what they're doing. Uh, we know the good marketers. We know the good developers. We know the good uh, business developers. And why not to use this experience to guide the early stage uh, startups? Because there was a big gap that we can, I think all of us can feel it, that um, there are most of the founders in Web3 space uh, are usually developers that have an idea and they know that this technology can help them to reach to their goals. But because they're not familiar with this community or with this technology, or they don't have the right connections, uh, they cannot usually um, really make that idea in the best uh, situation and condition that it can be. So um, there was a gap of development and the market and the experience that is lacking here. So we uh, decided to gather a team of advisors from the most well-known uh, Web3 companies and um, build a Web3 agency that helps early stage startups, uh, the businesses that are in Web2 and want to enter Web3, or uh, the founders that have started Web3 startups and they want the experience of people who have worked in this space for years. The, they have worked with big names like uh, MakerDAO, Polygon, Balancer, um, you know, these kind of big names that we all, we, all of us have heard. So uh, we, we kind of um, make that experience accessible for the early joiners. And we started Block Logica. Now uh, we have different services. Definitely, I'm going to tell you more about it um, later. But uh, that was how we reached here. And um, yeah, we are now I'm mostly involved with uh, the startups and trying to help them from different aspects to succeed in this market. That's very cool. Yeah. And when you have those connections, it's great to find ways where you can maybe create some kind of business around that and, and bring everything together, especially in Web3, because everyone has such high needs and demands right now from, uh, from development to marketing to raising funds to um, you know, figuring out even how to navigate the technology itself. Um, yeah, it's, it's a very in-demand uh, sector. So I'm, I'm very excited for you guys. Um, do you also work primarily, or do you work primarily with Web3 companies, or do you also work with traditional companies that maybe are still stuck in Web2 that are also trying to figure out their way in this, you know, new revolution of the internet? 
Yeah, uh, actually, we have different um, clients and different um, kind of businesses that we usually try to help with because uh, we basically have four different services. Maybe it's not bad if I tell you uh, sure. briefly how they work. Uh, we have um, a consultancy service where we connect those uh, the projects whether they are Web3 startups or traditional businesses that want to enter Web3 and um, they don't know how they can implement Web3 in their business models and how they can uh, be successful in this new market that, you know, it's so agile, everything is so crazy and uh, so unstable. And usually when traditional companies want to enter Web3 space, it's kind of scary for them. So uh, we help them with different kinds of consultancy from technical tokenomics POC to the development side, uh, marketing, uh, connecting them with the right partners in the Web3 space, fundraising, uh, legal side even that, you know, in Web3, the legal side is um, really important and, um, you know, has different kinds of um, limitations in many different uh, regions and countries. So uh, we help them with these kinds of consultancy. But on the other hand, we have another service named, named GrowLab, which is a program. And um, in this program, we not only provide consultancy, but in addition to full consultancy from all of the aspects with all of our advisors, but also we uh, provide um, full support for the projects from A to Z. And we uh, evaluate the projects. If they are entering our program, we will uh, support them with uh, 33 hours of consultancy. And it's a kind of modular consultancy that they can use based on the type of needs and requirements that they have. And based on the uh, types of services that they require, they can, uh, for example, decide to have uh, 15 hours of marketing consultancy, but only one hour of legal. So it's a modular um, system to work for everyone. And in this side, usually we deal with the startups that are um, in Web3 space. They, have, they usually have the idea and uh, they want to make sure that the idea will really succeed in the market. Uh, and they have full support permanently from our team and the network connect. And, um, you know, they will be under our umbrella permanently. So um, that is the second one. And we also ha have a specific fundraising service uh, for the projects that... Uh, are in their different rounds of fundraising. We connect them with the VCs all over the world. We have a good database of VCs that are in, interested in the Web3 space. So we can connect the projects with the right VC that might work with the, for them. Also, uh, we know about the grant programs and different kind of supportive programs. We can connect the projects with angel investors as well. So that is also one of the services. And uh, the last one is the legal um, service with which we help the projects based on the type of the project to you know register their companies and um, overcome with the regulations and know uh, how they can uh, make sure that their project is aligned with the regulations and um, so in each side we, ha we have different clients but to answer your questions we are dealing both with Web2 projects that want to implement Web3 in their business models and Web3 startups as well. Got it. What What do you think um, of all those services you mentioned that you're offering that you guys find are in need the most or that you're working on the most? Is it maybe on the legal side, trying to understand certain regulatory environments and frameworks? Is it trying to help them build out certain applications and use cases? 
Um, what, what do you guys work on the most? Uh, actually, I can say um, the most um, favorite service that we have uh, is first of all the Grow Lab, and the second one is fundraising. Uh, in Grow Lab, I can say um, I can understand why people are so interested in this because usually they have a team, but they want the experience of the ad advisors and they don't want to go through hourly consultancy models. And they want to make sure that they have an experienced partner that will guide, guide them in all of the different aspects. And um, that's why I think the uh, Grow Lab is um, usually what projects are interested in. And uh, we make sure that the project succeeds and the, we um, prepare them for fundraising if they haven't uh, raised funds. And after Grow Lab, um, the second one is a fundraising. Again, I think there is a big demand for this side because anyway, you know, uh, the projects need funding. And on the other hand, there are so many investors and VCs and the different, um, you know, uh, ventures that really want to invest in this space but they don't know who to um, who to trust because mm -hmm. um, the what we, we real all of us know uh, in a really optimistic way out of every three every 10 projects in web3 space at least eight nine of them will fail and it's so hard to realize which projects are worth the investment. So from the both sides, the investors that want to invest in Web3 and they're looking for good projects and also the projects that want investment and they don't know how to approach and they don't have the network. We have this lag here and we are trying to fulfill it. And um, yeah, I think um, fundraising also is one of the um, needed sides in this market that we are trying to cover. No, that's very interesting that you bring that up. Do you think it's more difficult to find an investor for a specific company you're working with or to find the right company for an investor that might come to you guys and say that, you know, they're, they're looking to park their money, but they are nervous because of the high failure rate? Um, what, what do you think is more common? Actually, it, it really depends. I can say it depends, first of all, on the type of the project that you're having, if you're looking for an investor, because, you know, some of the uh, categories of the projects, because they're on the trend or, um, you know, everyone is talking about it, they can easily uh, raise funds or also it really depends on the background of the team. And also their location, because uh, we all know um, in some of the locations of the world, there are more VCs that are crypto friendly. But in some countries, really finding VCs that are, um, you know, that, that take the risk of investing in Web3 space is not that easy. So it really depends on dif different parameters. But um, I honestly working with uh, different hedge funds, uh, I think the other side is also as difficult because you see millions of projects approaching you um, and you it's really hard to differentiate which ones are going to succeed. Um, there is kind of, um, I can say the approach is that usually they, uh, the VCs try to trust on the background of the team, but imagine, okay, I am a new um, team in this space. I don't have a background, but I'm developing something great. 
But uh, just depending on my background, I'm seeing that, okay, I haven't raised anything previously is not the best way, but is the way that usually VCs have to follow. So we are trying to accelerate this and have a kind of due diligence and evaluation, make sure that if this project is really worth the investment, okay, the VC can take the risk and enter. But also we have seen lots of teams that have raised previously and in their new projects, they couldn't be as successful as before. So um, I think um, both sides are super difficult now and uh, finding the right partners to uh, have a right investment and have the right smart investor on the other hand uh, is really important. Absolutely. Um, what, what do you think is the issue that plagues these crypto startups that fail? What, what do you think it is the most that makes it so difficult for them to be successful and that has that creates that high failure rate? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, there are lots of reasons, but I think uh, the most important part is that they don't have a proper market research. I am seeing lots of projects that enter the market and start doing something that is technically and theoretically really great, but there is no market for it. And the utility is um, not um, that real and that um, sensible in the world. And um, no matter how many uh, theoretical articles and academic Uh, background you put behind it but it doesn't have a good market and uh, you didn't have a good market research and you just got um, in inside the web3 space because there was a big hype but it doesn't mean that you are going to succeed so uh, first is i think is the um, having a good vision and having a good understanding about the market and how you can market your product Um, we we still have many big names that we all know and um, they come from a really good academic background, but they they have not been able to really be successful in the market because I think they didn't have a good go-to-market strategy, for example. Uh, so one side is understanding of the market, marketing the product. And on the other hand, like it's so hard to have the balance. On the other hand, we have some projects that are just based on marketing. And, um, you know, they, they have been... Uh, just marketing, doing community building. They have a big community. They are running different campaigns and maybe they have many supporters. But when you go to the technical side, you see that the technical side is, um, you know, not that uh, deep or the product is even still not there. So having the right balance on the technical side and also the right balance on the marketing and partnerships, I think, is the hardest challenge a crypto project is going to uh, face when they start their projects. And I think that the failure rate is because of that. And sometimes because of, you know, sometimes people get too greedy in the crypto projects, Mm -hmm. especially when it's the bull run. And uh, when I've seen teams that entered in the bull run, they saw a big raise in um, their assets and they suddenly became so rich that they started doing many different costs and expenses. Um, and after the, the market went through the other side of the cycle, uh, they couldn't handle the human resource that they had. They couldn't handle the expenses that they made for themselves. So, yeah, I think also the financial side is so important. 
Yeah. Tell me more about the marketing research that you guys do for companies. Like what does that all entail? Do you like look at the demographics in certain regions? Do you look at the the market and help them identify that target uh, individual or client that maybe they're going after? And then also how does that translate into a go-to-market type of strategy for you guys? Yeah. Um, actually, um, it's, it depends really on the type of the project again. Uh, that's what sector we're talking about. But anyway, it's so important to have the uh, right understanding about your competitors, about the business models that have already been tried in that specific area that you are focused on and realize what is the real potential of the market for your product. So what we do first is that we help the project with the idea and we try uh, to uh, help them understand their target target audience and the regions that might need that product, the regions that will be the best for marketing that sort of product. And even, even there are business models that are really working, that are really great, but there are so many competitors that if you are not going from the best way with the best partnerships, there is no way that you can take the market. So um, that's uh, why we try to evaluate the size of the market, uh, evaluate the, um, you know, the weak size and um, the risks in the um, existing competitors and uh, try to give a sort of, uh, USB and um, a unique point that differentiates the new product from the existing one. And um, in market research, we try to cover the financial part, the market part, the, tar uh, the uh, target audience side. And um, the, the last result is coming with a go-to-market strategy, realizing what is the best strategy and what is the best path for us to present that good product that we already made to the market what are the best partners that can help us be credible in the market and what are the uh, right uh, sorts of presence that we can have in this market to be known as a successful project and to attract the attentions of both users investors and different participants in our business model and um, we have different advisors for each side as I mentioned um, they have much more experienced than me and they are really great in marketing this is not my specific field of um you know knowledge so uh, they would definitely um, have much more details in the G gtm strategy and uh, market research but this is the uh, general idea got it what about auditing and I, I have a lot of companies that i know some are friends of mine some are looking for auditing as well um, that either they have like a token or they have their own blockchain or private chain or a parachain or, um, or they have some kind of DAP built out and they have a smart contract. A lot of them really want to give some kind of insurance assurance to potential users that their funds aren't going to get hacked if they use their wallet or that their token doesn't reveal their IP address or and there's, there's so many concerns people have. Do you guys have like an internal type of audit that you guys do? Or is that something that maybe you outsource when a client is interested? Um, I know it's something that's very big and in demand right now. So kind of curious. Yeah, I agree with you because I think I personally uh, always thought about this 
coming from the financial markets and now in DeFi, I feel like, okay, the funds are always in danger. We always hear the news of all the hacks and all the leaks and different um, things that happens in the side of security. So uh, that is really in demand. And with the big improvements that we're seeing, especially in DeFi sector, I think the need for these kind of services is also raising. And um, uh, specifically about auditing, uh, we don't do it ourselves. We don't do any kind of executions uh, in terms of development and auditing, but we have different partners and we have a big network of different companies that um, are the biggest names in this sector. And we um, have worked with them. We know the quality of what they're doing and we're sure that they're doing it right because it's not just about the hacks it's just it's not just about even the um you know the security of the smart contract but also even for um the token distribution and how the project have uh, handled its tokenomics and the security of uh, the tokens and how much is that tokenomics safe for the users also i think those are really important for uh investors and also for anyone who is going to be um, contributing with that project. So uh, we have different partners for that. Uh, we usually outsource these sites, but uh, based on the needs of the projects, based on their location uh, and you know different parameters, we can connect them with the right partners in terms of auditing, development, um, marketing, PR, and these kind of services. Although, for example, for marketing, they are services that we can do ourselves and it should be done by the same advisor. But uh, usually the execution side and these kind of operations like auditing are outsourced. Are you guys also working um, in particular regions right now or are you globally and you'll take on clients from anywhere? Um, our team actually exists everywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. And we are... Um, a global team, I can say. So uh, we, we cover all the projects, all the countries, and we have different advisors in different regions that are familiar with those markets in terms of legal side, in terms of the market side. So we, no, um, although I'm based in UAE, but uh, we cover the projects all over the world. Cool. I, I got a big kind of a bit of a macro question for you. So answer it however you feel is uh, is best in your opinion. But what is your opinion, one, on you know the state of Web3 right now from everything from crypto, blockchain, AI, anything that kind of plays under this umbrella? Like where are we at today in 2023? And then the second part of that question is, is this a good time for a company um, a lot of Web3 companies are building like crazy. I think we all know that. But for a company that's looking to get into this technology, it can be a little daunting sometimes. There's so much going on, so much developing and coming out every single day. Um, is this a good time for them during a, whether it's a bear market or coming out of a bear market into a new cycle? Um, is this a good time to build in this industry and to create new solutions and to get into the technology, especially if it's a traditional company that is maybe stuck in web two or web one that hasn't really progressed uh, yeah. into this industry yet. What, what are your thoughts on that? Um, that's a great question. I think I, I might 
talk too much on this question. No, go for it. I think uh, Web3 uh, is still in its very early stages. Uh, we still have many kind of discussions about what is the Web3. Um, still, there are so many um, challenges here, although we, we think that, okay, we have been in Web3 space for years, but still there is a huge need for adoption. That is happening, uh, I can say, in many countries, uh, especially where I'm based. I can see that even the governments are starting to you know, accept crypto and be crypto friendly, uh, which is a huge help in um, adoption, in the global adoption. And um, definitely there is a big, big potential for improvement. The funny thing and the interesting thing is that even the investors, venture capitals and big entities that were against Web3 space now are starting to join this space. So it shows that there is going to be a big improvement. But um, as you know, the, the adoption is needed. And also this market always goes through those cycles that always happen and ups and downs. So um, if you take a look at the previous uh, bull runs, you can see that um, when you go through the bull run, every, everything is so crazy. The expenses are, you know, are much, much higher than now in terms of human resource, in terms of marketing, in terms of listings, everything. So um, I believe developing, starting a Web3 company when we are in the bull run and when the um, market is already in uh, big, um, high uh, tops is not usually what you should do because you will end up having lots of expenses and not really earning much because then uh, you might see a downtrend and you might uh, finish your, you know, you might end up your project in a mature stage when the bull run is already over. So now, um, in my opinion, is the best, best time to start developing. We know that we are going to have the halving and we know that uh, we are going to have a bull run with everything that is happening. Um, I'm not saying that it's going to happen next week or next month. I'm not saying that. But um, we know that with the current situation of especially institutional adoption and governmental adoption for the Web3 space, this sector is not going to die. So um, that is what usually we know, that the bull run will happen sooner or later. But um, now that the market is still a bit down and the expenses are much much better for starting the development is the best time to think about your ideas and make them happen and debug it and you know uh, reach to a mature stage when the next bull run happens so that is what i usually um tell my friends and you know people who know me or ask uh, for advice for starting a business in web3 i think we are standing in one of the best opportunities to start a business now. Um, you can, you have enough time to work on your product. You have enough time to uh, do whatever you want to do with the idea you have in your head. And when the next bull run happens, um, hopefully you are going to be one of the happy ones. Good answer. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. If you are building now, during a time when the market is relatively down 
um, you have more potential for upside, especially marketing and promotion and PR, you know, when everyone's crazy about it and everyone wants to know more about Web3 and it becomes like the hot topic of the day. Uh, once again, um, you know, you have a good chance of really sticking out if you're if you're building during times like this. So definitely agree with that. One more question and then we'll start wrapping things up. I have a lot of friends that have companies and startups here in Latin America where I'm based right now. I'm based out of Medellin, Colombia. Um, and Colombia is definitely one of those countries in Latin America that's just burgeoning forward with with crypto. And um, I know a lot of them need help as well. Are you guys interested in maybe taking on some clients in Latin America or more particularly uh, in uh, Colombia or Panama at some point as well? Or do you already? Definitely, definitely. That's what we um, really like to do. We already have uh, advisors in US and we already are working with um, projects in different parts of the world, as I told you. Mm -hmm. So that would be great. And uh, we would love to help them, definitely. Um, we have no limitations regarding the um, regions and different countries. And we have advisors in each region that are familiar with the market in those regions. So that would be great. And yeah, we can do that. Why not? Awesome. Uh, Asal, where can people go to learn more about BlockLogica? Should they just go to the website or would you direct them uh, somewhere else where you have documentation? Uh, where, where do you want people to go? Actually, I think the main source is our website, as you mentioned, BlockLogica.io. And uh, you can check our website for more information. You can, um, if you have any projects, you are interested to talk with us uh, for, or for any kind of collaborations, uh, you can directly book a meeting uh, through the website and uh, we can have an introduction meeting. We can tell you much more about what we're doing and uh, you can tell us about the synergies that you have in mind. Uh, and definitely I would love to also send more documents uh, but most of the information about the uh, introduction is on our website. Perfect. What if someone wants to connect with you? Do you have like a LinkedIn or a public facing uh, profile where they can maybe send you a message and maybe get in contact? Definitely. Yes. Uh, we have the, actually, I personally have my own LinkedIn uh, with my name as Alizada and uh, you can also message Black Logica's LinkedIn uh, with the same name, Black Logica. Also through the uh, website, again, as I told you, you can book the meeting and we can uh, connect and talk more. And um, yeah, also you can um, yeah, contact me through the email, the Black Logica email. So we, will, we would love to connect with uh, new people in the Web3 industry. Awesome. Asal, thank you for taking the time to come on the podcast today. It's been very informative, and I think what you're doing is great. It, it lends a lot of help to a lot of companies out there that are trying to find their way through this um, through this industry. And I, even someone like me that's been in it for a long time, even I get confused every day because there's always something new happening. So it's it's hard to keep up with things. It's hard to understand new tech, and it's good to have people like you that can you know, kind of like take their hand and guide them through the process. So thank you for sharing. I think a lot of people will enjoy it. Thank you so much, Brendan. It was my pleasure. And thanks for having me again.